This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Shocking, that's shocking. That was the reaction of a Sunderland fan after the FA Cup first round defeat, which ended their journey in the competition. Since then, Mansfield Town went on to beat Doncaster Rovers in a thrilling tie on Saturday afternoon. But in the last few minutes, have been drawn out at home, which Nigel Clough will be absolutely buzzing about. But at home to Championship side Middlesbrough. Already we get the feeling that it's not the tie that some Stags fans wanted. Alas, it's a home tie and quite possibly a winning tie. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll have lots of talk about that game at Doncaster Rovers on Saturday afternoon. We'll look ahead to tomorrow night's home game back in the bread and butter of Skybet League 2 as the Stags take on Carlisle United. But first, we'll react to that FA Cup draw. Mansfield Town versus Middlesbrough in the FA Cup third round the first weekend of January. Can the Stags produce some Mansfield magic and progress further in the FA Cup? Will there be a full house at one call stadium? Or have the Stags been a little bit hard done by? Whatever your opinion, let us know in the comments right now and have your say on your team. This is the place to do so. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Get involved in the live stream and have your say on your team.
Good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters regardless of who we've just drawn out of the FA Cup hat. Let us know your reaction in the comments right now. Have your say on your team. Coming up over the next hour, we'll look back on that game at Doncaster Rovers on Saturday. We'll look ahead to the Carlisle game tomorrow night. Plus lots, lots more in between, including full interviews with Nigel Clough and uh, goal-scoring defender Will Forrester. Joining me to reflect on all things Doncaster, look ahead to tomorrow night's game and get their immediate reaction to the FA Cup draw. I'm joined by Clive Parkin and Mr Nathan Edge. Good evening, fellas. Hello. Clive looking very, very festive. Let's see the Christmas decorations are out. I'm going to go one more. I've got the Christmas jumper on. Excellent. I know. I'm feeling festive today. Well, I was until that draw came out. I don't know about you, Nathan Edge, but I feel a little bit underwhelmed by that. Well, I'm under the weather because I've got a cold and that's made me feel a little bit worse. But it's it's not that bad. Is it? I mean, uh, I know I came on pre, pre-podcast onto the stream and I said it was it was shocking. You know, the famous words of the uh, Sunderland supporter. Sorry, do you want me but, to cue uh, that up for you? Do you want me to? Yeah, go, go, go for it. Go, I was having a couple of teammates, sorry. Go on. It was know, what? I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. But yeah, Take so, the mind so, again. We'll, tell, we'll pretend this is recorded. Go yeah, on, cheers, you know, this isn't live. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I thought the draw was... Socken, that's socken. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> so um... laboured. <laughs> no. no. Really I mean, then. it's... Uh, we all wanted the big draws, didn't we? The the big money spinners. Um, you know, I think a lot of your most supporters want that. But let's be honest. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the in the third round draw, so it's it's unlikely it's going to happen. So the next best thing is is a home tie, isn't it? So uh, we know Nigel Clough wanted that. We we've we've been drawn away a lot of of late, which for fans, I think we probably do enjoy it because of we we tend to take good followings and and enjoy the games. But um, it's probably good for the players to to get a home tie for a change and. Uh, and, and yeah, let's see what we can do. Is it, Clive, a case that we you know we we expected you know that that big tie? And we wanted people to jump jump on the bandwagon. In fact, jump talking to people jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, <laughs> hi Cam. Hi. <laughs> You're right. Good evening, Cam. Are you in the show? It's when we're winning. No, um, when we're winning. Pods when hung, we're winning. Hungry baby and hungry Cam. So have you smeared your Vaseline on your lens? And, and what have you done? What have you done since last time? It looks like you've absolutely twisted your room around. Oh, have you got your camera settings the wrong way around? <laughs> right. There, oh, God, it's even worse. Anyway, Clive, I'm going to come back to you. Bring some sense to, this, to these proceedings, please. Obviously, you know, we'll come to the comments in a minute. Keep them coming in. We really enjoy them. Um, have your say and everything. Um, let, we'll let a few of them build up. Clive, your immediate reaction to that draw. Cliff wanted a home game. We've got it. Um, and that, on that basis, it's a good draw. Um, I like away games. I like the event factor of going away. And if it had been away to Middlesbrough, it would have been a great, a great away day. But it isn't. And uh, it's a team we shouldn't be frightened of. I think we can uh, confidently approach the game with a view to making progress. We can only fit, you know, eight or 9,000 people in our ground anyway. So if we'd have drawn Liverpool and Manchester United, we'd have got no more in the ground than we're going to get. So let's just take it in a more positive light. One thing you could say, Cam, is actually um, it's not that difficult of a game it's it's a winnable game so you know progress is progress yeah it is I think the, the frustrating thing is that there's so many big teams to pick from do, do you want your Man United do you want Arsenal ironically ended up with Forest. good luck with that one yeah, you do um, understand it's luck of the draw don't you I know it is but you think you, you want to pick them teams and you think is it an easier opportunity to progress to round four yes is it winnable yes 
But you think, oh, if you want to make the FA Cup a, a decent run, you want to have some money spinners in there. And I think it's just not disappointing, but I think it's, it's very underwhelming. I think that's a fair reflection. However, Nath, Cam spoke there about um, you know money spinners and, and what have you. I think we've actually got a perfect opportunity to progress and, and earn more money from the competition. Why stop at round three when you can go to round four? Of course, the last time Mansfield played Middlesbrough, 2008, was in round four. More prize money, the more better it is, the better a cup run. For me, a good FA cup run is not reaching round three. I would say that actually for a League Two team of our standard, reaching round three is probably expected. A good FA Cup run would be reaching round four or five. Um, I mean, I don't know about reaching round three being expected. Uh, you know, I think we've we've done well to get to where we are, especially beating two League One sides. But um, uh, it's it's a difficult one. It's it's winnable in the fact that we're at home, um, and the, the, again, the pressure's on on Middlesbrough to to come and come to us and get a result. Um, so it, it's winnable in that sense. But obviously, you are still coming against champions championship side. Um, you know, we could have we could have got easier draws at home. So it's kind of just in the middle, isn't it? It's not it's not a money spinner because we've not got one of the big teams away. Uh, even even Middlesbrough away would have got a you know plus ten k crowd, and you get I'm pretty sure over the FA Cup you get fifty percent of the money as well. So away would have been better with Clive on that. But um, like I say, the fact that it's, it's at home, we haven't had a, many home fixtures in the cup, so it's one that we can hopefully progress it and obviously if you do progress like you say prize money and then another chance of getting a, you know a good tie so Nathan, can I just it's better to be in it than not if you believe in omens i'm the only one on this panel old enough to have been there we played uh, middlesbrough in the third round of the fa cup back in 66 67 season and we, we beat them 2-0 and went on to a good cup run so I, I, the thing is i believe in omens but also just roll back a few months we we're saying about Losing to Matlock in a pre-season, we're going to get promoted. And I don't think that's going to quite happen. So, yeah, I don't know about these omens anymore. Oh, dear. Let's delve into some of your guys' comments. Uh, Craig has kicked us off tonight saying, poor draw, in my opinion. Roy says, yes, but winnable. Uh, Richard says, yes, I expect we all wanted a draw at Man City, Chelsea, Man United. But this is winnable. Let's be positive about it. More importantly, we need a minimum of four uh, points from the next two games. Mark says it's a mere draw. Uh, Roy says, I wonder if they'll kick us again. Of course, yeah, Robert Ho- Robert Hooth getting our yeah. friend, uh, Mr. Bolding Nath. You remember that story which you told? I'll tell you what, we'll have to get him on the pod again before the Middlesbrough game, actually, yeah. and get his, uh, re- um, his memories of that one. Maybe a couple of the others that are in that game. Um, Josie said, not a bad tie. Wish we were to get a, uh, more of a bigger team, though. Dan says, boring draw, but it will be a good money spinner and a great chance to beat them. Uh, Mick says, let's hope uh, we get a decent officials. Terry, if... Uh, if it wasn't going to Old Trafford away, at least we've got a home tie that's winnable. Um, Jack adds, it's nice to have a money spinner against the big teams, but the big teams devalue it by playing under 23s. So take some uh, magic away from it. That's actually a good uh, point. We'll come on to that in a minute. Well, let's say good evening to our uh, our good friend, Mr. Simon Mercer. Hope you're doing well, my friend, with the boys tonight. Um, watching with the boys, who says, Evening, guys. Uh, very much winnable. At least they haven't got Robert Hooth kicking lumps out of Mickey Bolding yet. Absolutely. I'm sure we all remember that episode. If you want to uh, watch that episode back, by the way, mtfcmatters.co.uk. 
it's on there. Uh, right, uh, let's go back to that point, Clive, which was made by Jack a moment or so ago, who said it's nice to have a big money spinner against the big teams, but teams devalue it by playing under 23 teams. Um, so takes some of the magic away from the competition. Actually, Clive, I think that's a very valued point at this stage of the competition. Lots of Premier League sides and even some championship sides who are doing all right do tend to sort of not take it as seriously at, at this point because they've got other things to sort of focus on and worry about. So actually, that's again another reason why I'm looking forward to it because they'll they'll make changes and um, they'll try and mix things up. And uh, it, again, it just means that there's possible progress. I'd rather test us out against a Liverpool side or a Man City side that's going to have the big stars. All right, we might get played off the park and battered, but I'd much rather see that than see them have squad numbers of 78, 79 onwards. Yeah, I think it's sad that the bigger clubs treat the FA Cup with so little respect nowadays. Um, they're only really interested when they get to the final stages. And I think um, that's because the priorities are all skewed into the Premier League, where all the money is, of course. And if you're in the Championship and vying for promotion to the Premier League, you don't want anything to knock you off track. So I can see where they're coming from. Um, I just think from our point of view, somebody's already said it, this is a winnable game. And we should approach it in that way. We, sh- we shouldn't fear anybody based on our current levels of performance. And we certainly stepped up a gear in both cup games so far. So I'm looking forward to it. Cam, there are a side who were, Middlesbrough are a side who are ninth in the championship at the moment, five points off the, the playoffs. Again, with that in mind, they might not, they might want to rest a key a few of those key players because their main aim this season, especially after changing managers um, recently, will be to get back into you know the Premier Division. So again, that makes it more of an interesting tie, in in my opinion. The fact that it makes it more winnable because you know they might rest a few of those key players, which gives us realistically a better chance of progression. Yeah, it does. I think it's we've got. I'll say we've got to have some sort of perspective to this because they, you'd have thought they're not going to play a full strength squad. Um, they've got more important fixtures than little old Man- going away to little old Mansfield Town, and, and that's how they'll look at it as well. Yeah, too right. Uh, I I expect near enough any club at championship level to be doing that because we're we're a team in the lower half of of League Two, and it'd be two two divisions gap. So you'd think right, oh, they're just gonna not brush over it, but just be like, all oh, right, we'll send a couple of first teamers, a couple of um like reserve team, youth team, whatever. And it's like it's like a training game in some way for some of the big teams. And you think, like, fair enough, it might be absolutely hilarious watching um, Stephen Quinn kick lumps out of Kevin De Bruyne or Mo Salah or whatever. <laughs> he wish he would. He, he definitely would. But what what do we get out of that fin- other than a bit of financial revenue? Because surely it's better to get a winnable tie in round three, and then you've got more of a chance of picking out one of these big boys in round four because there's not, other than like Man United playing Villa, they've all managed to avoid each other. Yeah, so there aren't. Yeah, exactly. The net narrow narrows in terms of you know who you can get, and it, it just gets a little bit more incentive based. So yeah, and also you know potential for a replay. Although I wouldn't fancy a replay up at Middlesbrough on a Tuesday night, Nate. No, not on a Tuesday night. No, I know. I know. I was praying for uh, for a little replay against Doncaster, but uh, yeah. no, not 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 Tuesday night in Millsbury. I mean, it's cold enough on a Saturday, isn't it? When you go up there, but um, no, I, um, I, mean, I did. I just wanted to, the reason. I think the benefits of it with it being a money spin. Obviously, we're not going to go on and win this cup. Obviously, it, it's very no. very rarely does for any club down at our 
well, anywhere close to our level, really. But um, it's just, it's still going to be a difficult game against Middlesbrough. I know we're all saying it's winnable, which, you know, any game is, but obviously it's more winnable than some of the other ties we could have got. But um, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm with most of the comments. It's kind of in the middle. It's, uh, yeah, not bad because we're at home. It's kind of softened the blow a little bit, but it, it could have been better. Uh, Pedro says decent draw winnable but Borough are on the up at the mow still buzzing after Donny what a game we'll talk about that in just a minute Richard says we also beat Middlesbrough in the first round of the Freight Rover uh, Alistair says well on the bright side we do seem to do well against the northern sides uh, Richard says imagine we got Man City and got beat 10-0 that could derail our season yeah absolutely good point as well Ian says a win on home ground will be good for us let's get bigger size in the next round and get an away game then the further we get in the cup, the better, the money. And Roy says, nice to meet you on Saturday, Cam. Travelled home um, travelled home with you on Saturday, Cam. Is that right? Yeah, um, me, Roy and Richard. Um, we all live Sheffield. So I got to lift, lift back after rather than having to get the train, which was oh, really handy. Oh, really handy because oh, East, Mid- East, East Midlands were on strike. So there was less trains, which meant more people on the trains that were already... Fewer trains. Yeah. Fewer trains, more people. It'd have been a nightmare. And, Clive, I just but, want to say, by the yeah. way, as well, thanks very much for being here tonight. Uh, Nathan, yeah. let's... Um, <laughs> wearing thin, wearing thin and getting rather dated. It's, it's going to start on me now as well. I so know, just, just exactly. I'm going to go right. I've just had Cam, I've had you, now I'm going to have Nathan. Uh, Nathan, how was your Saturday afternoon? Just stop talking. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. I, I, for those that don't know, I, well, if, if, if you've been listening, you will know. So I've said it for the last sort of two weeks since the draw's been made, but I wasn't able to make Doncaster, and I'm absolutely gutted. It, it's a bit like a couple of year, a few years ago when I missed the Coventry game as well. Um, but oh, you know, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd more pressing things. And, you know, I was you know, trained at St George's Park for the England national team. But you know, you know, just, don't we'll talk just, about that, do we? Now we're dropping out. We don't talk about that. Does he? Well, no, I was dragged to a family do, and I'm, uh, I was, I was, I was fuming about it before, and uh, after having the commentary on, and then looking back at all the videos and stuff, I'm, I'm so good that I missed it. But what a day that must have been for, for all Nathan, you. Nathan, if it's any consolation, it was a brilliant game, a fantastic yeah. atmosphere. We all had a great day. Yeah, yeah thank absolutely. you for turning up, Clive, as well. Yeah, uh, Nigel said. Yeah, well, yeah, he did actually. He did mention that to me after the game. To be fair, we'll uh, we'll get that in a minute. Um, I do sense though that we are a little bit sort of downbeat after that draw. Uh, you know, like we've said, it's a, it's a for me a, a winnable game. It's going to be a good test against good opposition, which I'm sure Nigel Clough will, will say the same. It's a home draw, which means we don't have to travel too far. But there just seems that little bit of edge off it because in round three, everybody always wants the big boys and to get that big euphoria. But Actually, for other reasons, it might actually be uh, a godsend. But I feel like we all need a lift. We need to get back to the spirit of 5pm on Saturday afternoon when we were all buzzing, apart from Nathan who was crying in a corner. But Nathan, I've got something which will make you cry. Ladies and gentlemen at home, sit back, turn your volume up, close your eyes and picture being in Doncaster. This is the story of Doncaster Rovers versus Mansfield Town on Saturday afternoon in the Emirates FA Cup second round. Mansfield Town and Doncaster Rovers come out onto the pitch here at the Keith Moon Stadium to one noise level. That noise level comes away to my left-hand side with over 3,000 Mansfield Town supporters cheering their team on to the chance of yellows. The Stags make two changes. Ollie Hawkins and Farron Rawson go out. Ollie Clark and George Maris come in. Forrester winning the ball on the halfway line there. Doncaster try and play it forward though and they've got options here. It could be in here. Opportunity for Doncaster Rovers to the right of the box. Nathan Bishop comes in. He's missed it, and Dubcast 
turnovers from absolutely nowhere on seven minutes have taken the lead. Doncaster Rovers one, Mansfield Town nil, and that comes out of the blue. Mansfield Town caught napping. A ball to the right of the area saw Nathan Bishop come. It was squared in the, into the middle and it was converted home around a yard from goal in front of the travelling Mansfield fans who are absolutely silenced as the rain ripples off the back of the net. Doncaster 1, Mansfield Town nil. The first time that Doncaster actually beat the Mansfield Town press and to be fair it was too easy when they did beat that first press in between the lines and a ball in behind and the, a simple pass across and a free tapping. That's absolutely devastating start. Here's Ollie Clark from Maris's pass as Barry won the ball back, tries to feed Maris inside the box. Maris saved by the keeper and he goes behind in front of those 3,292 Stags fans who are vocal for a Mansfield Town corner. That all came from the excellent work of Jordan Bowery just over the halfway line. He did, absolutely. And what we did there, we've got the ball down the sides of the centre off that I've been talking about. And they've got in and the keeper's pulled off a great save with his foot. Cause, but straight away, it's fantastic play, you know. We'll get in behind him if we keep playing like that. But great work from Bowery, like you say. Quinn will deliver the corner. Left foot in, swinger towards George Lapsley. Yes, George the back yes. He's in. Mansfield Town have scored. Come and on. it's Will Forrester who peels away in the back post in front of the Mansfield Town fans. He's jumped one barrier. He's jumped two. And he's absolutely mayhem behind that goal away to our left. These flares, these celebrations, there's absolutely everything. But most importantly, it's this fake Lee Wilson. It's Doncaster Rovers 1. Mansfield Town won! And that's what we deserve. We've got one the corner from playing down the side. And look at the stats, Langston. What a great ball in, a great near post flick on. I'm not sure who did it. And Forrest has pulled off and tucked it away. Fantastic. Let's listen to them fans now. Come on, you stags. Get in there, Quinn. Has spaced on, down the left-hand side from Bowery's flick. Quinn, low into the feet of Bowery. Inside the box, Jordan Get Bowery. It's off post. the post. Backs in. It's turned in by George Lapsley, who sprints away into the far corner. He had the ball in the back of the net in the first half. The flag went up for that one. It stays down now. And from one goal down, as we strike the hour mark, it's Doncaster Rovers 1, Mansfield Town 2. Absolutely brilliant there. The ball's got knocked up to Barry on this left-hand side. He's challenged for the header. Quinn's went on to it. Bowery's followed his run. He's played the ball in. It's a fantastic effort from Bowley. Very lucky at the post. But there's Lapsley to get his goal that he deserved in the first half. And they absolutely deserve this. They're absolutely ripping him to port at the moment. And the Mansfield Town fans are making some noise. Here's Sturk for Mansfield defending well. Brilliant ball out from the edge of his own box to try and find Reese Oates on the left hand side. And Oates has won it. Inside it goes for Quinn. But Doncaster got the ball all the way back to Jones inside uh, the, uh, the Doncaster box. But it's skewed up in towards the air. And Sturk brings it down with his chest. Heavy touch. Doncaster come away. But a good challenge from Lapsley allows Clark to sweep it right for Maris. Wait. Back inside for Ollie Clark here's Quinn back wide he goes low ball oh, oh, it's three for Mansfield it's sheer joy for the that is an excellent team goal. goal it's a great ball in towards the middle and George Lapsley fires beyond the static Lewis Jones in front the of the stage three and it's a mass exodus from the Doncaster Rovers fans as it's Doncaster Rovers one Mansfield Town three I'll tell you this now, if Manchester City had scored that goal, they'd be raving about it tonight on Match of the Day. What a goal! One-touch football, in behind, down the sides, absolutely tremendous! I've not seen a better goal all year than that, what a fantastic goal! Fire.
five men make up the Mansfield Town wall. A potential for, for a six there with Stephen Quinn. Opportunities for Doncaster Rovers. It will be a right-footed strike, I believe, by one of the substitutes who's, who's come on. 19 yards from goal to the right of the box. Bishop has lined up his wall. This is shooting distance. This could be a training ground move. Mansfield Town have to defend it. Seven minutes to go. This could completely change the end of this game. Here comes the shot. It's a well worked one to Rowe who hits it and scores. 3-2. Good goal from Doncaster Rovers. And you can see what it means to the Doncaster bench. Mansfield didn't deal with it. Doncaster Rovers 2. Mansfield Town 3. With six minutes to go. This tie is not over. George Maris clears his lines. Up it goes towards Sinclair. But he's beaten in the air. And Doncaster had it forward again. They've got it on the edge of the Stags box. But that's good from O'Toole. And Bowery's there to clear it. Sinclair brings it down. Plays it for Sturt. He's in. Stephen Quinney's in. Stephen Quinney central here. One on one with the keeper. Quinn to make it four. That is a big, big save from Lewis Jones in the Doncaster Rovers goal. Doncaster Rovers in possession. Ball goes out of play for a Doncaster throw. It's taken quickly inside the Stags box. O'Toole gets it clear. Referee looks at his watch. We've played the five added on. And Sinclair goes to ground. And Mansfield get a free kick. Game set and match. Lee Wilson says game over here. But the referee still has time to tick down on the watch. But it's Mansfield Town in possession. It must be on overtime. Seconds away from a space in the FA Cup. Third round. They have a free kick on the halfway line. Stick. Come on, you forward. And there's the full-time whistle to the tears and delight of the Stags substitutes and the Stags fans behind that goal who go absolutely crazy as the referee brings in Edley Wilson to a thrilling FA Cup second round tie where it ends. Doncaster Rovers 2, Mansfield Town. Brilliant, resilient, Mansfield Town 3. Feeling better now, Nath? <laughs> Who was that Indeed. commentator with Lee Wilson? No idea, mate. No idea. <laughs> I've, got, got a clue. I've got to say, it, it made me laugh because it was a bit of a mix between commentary and fan zone, wasn't it? With, oh, yeah. With it was Lee on, at the side. <laughs> honestly, right. We were, so, for those who haven't worked it out, it was my commentary with Lee Wilson on Mansfield 103.2 from Saturday. Um, we were obviously you in the must have been knackered after that. Oh, I felt genuinely said at the end of that game, I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, I still haven't slept properly since it. Um, it was uh, absolutely just ridiculous, uh, to be honest. And then there was obviously Doncaster fans all around us. And at one point, I did think that a Donny fan was going to chin Lee Wilson. Um, and me at the end, because I was up on my feet. And yeah, the poor guy behind me who was reporting for some newspaper. He couldn't see a thing because I was up on my feet. <laughs> I, was, I was dancing like the rest of you in that stand. Buff and Nathan, he wasn't there. But anyway, moving on. Let's talk about the game. Clive and Cam, you were both there. Um, so I'll come to you first, Cam. Um, what an electric atmosphere. Wow, 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 wow. That it, it, My voice is still a bit shaky today. I was in my lecture. I was, I was halfway. I was trying to talk to my lecturer and my voice cracked halfway through. I was like, ooh. Here we go. Finally, uh, ah, ha, ha, funny. Uh, it's just, I don't think I've had a game like that for a long time. Um, it was just bonkers, absolutely bonkers. And I think that was a better atmosphere and a better game than Sunderland. Yeah, I, I would as, as much As much as Sunderland was a fantastic win, great to go to Sunderland and win, but when you've got three ti- nearly three times as many Stags fans there, 
and we only had less than 400 less than Doncaster did. It just made it such a brilliant atmosphere. And there was definitely some fiddling going on with the Doncaster numbers. I'm sure they were going over a ratio of one to three. <laughs> well, it, unless you could see something I couldn't from behind that goal, there was barely anyone in that ground from a Doncaster. There was a lot to what would have been your right, but it had been obscured from the because of the tunnel and yeah. the hospitality bit. But there was quite a few there. But it was still, other than their goal, couldn't hear them all game. Yeah, uh, I'd go along their, with that. Even their goal, we were still singing away. It was like, yeah, we've just we've just conceded seven minutes in, but we're, we're still going to carry on singing. And I was right, was well, like three rows from three or four rows from the back with my dad, and we were in amongst um, those that decided they were just going to stand on the the stairs. So it was we were right near the drone, we were right near all the um, the nutters. And it was just a fantastic, fantastic atmosphere. And I think, as a whole, I think Mansfield we were quite well behaved. To be honest, usually we get a bad rep going to places like this, and but it seemed that we were quite well behaved. No one went on pitch, other than Will Forrester coming off it and picking up a booking. But <laughs> I think the atmosphere definitely. Yeah, I tell drove you what, Will, Will Forrester's celebration made for one hell of a line in commentary. So that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm well up for that. Clive, from a footballing perspective. Um, you know, we weren't particularly at it after their goal. That definitely knocked the stuffing out of us. But a lot of that was down to the fact that we actually lost Ollie Hawkins and Faz Rawson in the lead up to the game, which Nigel Clough revealed to me afterwards. Um, yeah, had it was to change two halves, again. Craig, wasn't it? At first half, we were a little bit behind the, 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 the required rate. Um, and it was interesting that once we ended up having uh, makeshift wing backs, we, uh, we took over. Um, yeah. And, you know, on route, a couple of brilliant goals as well. Just going back to the atmosphere, I know where, where um, Cameron and his father were stood because they were right back at the back of the stand. And, and I was with your dad, Craig, and we got seats on row C, which was just above the snow line, the rain line. And <laughs> we were a bit worried because we like to stand or to sit high up in a stand. Not as high as at Sunderland, I have to say, but high up. And you don't get as good a picture of the pitch from low down. Having said that, the atmosphere down there was fantastic. For most of the second half, there was a bouncing wave of adolescents and drunk, drunk old men in front of us. Um, so we ended up having to stand up. Even if I told didn't my dad wanted. to stay off the vodka as well. Oh, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was away with the fairies, honestly. He it is was, when he's not had a drink. You want to see him? You know, I miss him with an old git like me. I just got swamped by the atmosphere and, and it, I, I got involved, you know, and, uh, and I think that's exactly what everybody was doing on, on Saturday. That's what the, the game FA itself was about. special because... It was a game where there's some really beautiful football was played, especially in the second half. Now, Nathan, you did manage to sneak a radio to your family do and have some headphones in. And you also listened back to the full recording um, as well as per your, I would say request, but it was more of a demand to me after, to be yes. fair. Um, <laughs> from a listening perspective and from, from not being there, could you still sense how much of an electric atmosphere it was and how much electric football Mansfield Town did play because second half especially at times Doncaster Rovers well their back line was playing in the stand with the Stags fans I, I, I couldn't believe they were still sticking by trying to play out from the back when it was going so wrong for them on so many occasions but um, you know that's uh, you know, by the by I think you know like mentioned there the first half we weren't quite at it but you just got that sense even though we weren't and, and obviously considered an early goal we were still pretty much in control for most of the most of that first half. And you just felt if we could take it up a notch, um, which 
after losing Hawkins and, and obviously and Rawson pre-match, you you know you did wonder whether we did quite whether that was going to affect us too much. But you just thought if we could take it up a notch, we you know we could we could win this game. Uh, but we we took it up a notch and, and another few because that second half performance, um, you know, like Nigel Clough said, it's got to be one one of the best uh, I think under Nigel Clough. Never mind just this season. Um, so to to go out and, and win it in that fashion, there's just so many positives to take. You know, one coming from behind um, is it is something we did. Did we do that against Stevenage as well? Um, so you know, a few a couple of months ago, we when we go behind, you think that's probably it for us, but. The mentality in the squad completely different um, to to be able to have that fight, um, but the way we controlled and 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 ran the game is a is another sort of um, uh, arrow to you know to, to our armory. Um, and then you've just got the, the the incredible support, and I just hope, as good as I am that I missed it, I just hope that you know some of those supporters that were there, um, you know they they con they they I hope they're there tomorrow night as well, and they've got a bit of the mm. got a bit got the bug because I know you know FA Cup it attracts. A few supporters, doesn't it, for for that big day out, which is which is fair enough, you know. But we'd love to see them there on a Tuesday night as well against Carlisle. Let's keep that uh, momentum going, keep the crowds building, and hopefully uh, this will you know carry us on for the rest of the season. Keep your comments coming in. One person who also uh, couldn't uh, get to the game, like Nathan on Saturday, was Stag's Chat, who says, still can't believe I was at work. Wish I'd have gone. Ian says, uh, I was dressed as Santa at Donny. Loved it. Wow, what a brilliant day and a great following. Um, someone asks uh, why my voice isn't like his today. Well, I don't know what your voice is like. I imagine you're saying that it's really, really, um, you know, hoarse and you can hardly talk, mainly because I've had about 9,000 cups of teas, a whole bottle of buttercup syrup, and I've got to be, you know, I've, I've got to go again tomorrow night. So there you go. Um, Craig says, better atmosphere than Coventry away. Richard, the second half performance was something to be proud of. Uh, Craig says, was on the back row, two seats away from the drummer. Electric all game. Alfie was wounded. He went to the toilet and missed the Forrester goal. Uh, <laughs> Pedro says, patchy first half despite possession. Second half, we sorted the possession and passing out. Bowery made a huge difference. I knew when they were playing towards us, it would be a massive boost. And Richard says, Bowery's performance was one of his best. Nathan, you set your name to Bowery is back. He's taken a bit of flack on this podcast, Clive, but who'd have thought that Jordan Barry would turn out to be the answer to our problems at left wing back? Strange world we're in, isn't it? I like Bowery for lots of reasons. I think he's an honest bloke and I think he, 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 he has energy and he's got physicality. He hasn't been particularly good this season, it's fair to say, but I don't think he's been played to the best of his abilities either in terms of where he's been uh, required to play on the field. And of course, he's not had the game time that he would have had normally. But he's incredibly useful to bring on in situations like that. And it just shows how adaptable he is. Proof case in point, Cam, was that he completely and utterly changed the game, turned it on his head. A lot of people won't sort of remember or won't sort of highlight it, but especially in the build-up to the, you know, the equalising goal, winning the ball back on the halfway line, starting the move, getting the corner, getting involved, drawing away his runner, and then of course, you know, the second goal, hitting the post, etc., getting in a good position. He had a real influence on that game, and I honestly think I think somebody else um, said it in the comments earlier on. Um, it was one of his best that he's had in a Mansfield Town shirt. I was really, really impressed with him. And, you know, if we were doing a man of the match, he'd certainly have been in, in my top three. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird because Jordan Barry this season, he's been a bit inconsistent. But I don't think I don't think that's particularly anything that Jordan's particularly done. I just don't think he's been given that chance. Then again, you bring in Reese Oates, 
Ollie Hawkins and, and Danny Johnson, where does Jordan Bowery fit in that picture, realistically? And he's probably yeah. quite fortunate that that uh, Johnson and Hawkins uh, were both out because had had both of them been back in, would he have made the made the bench probably by the virtue that we get more bench space in in the FA Cup? But would he have got on? Probably not. Um, but it's just one of those things. I think where this season that we've been a bit. Lacking in in overall team spirit this season until the last month and a half. Yeah, I don't think you can say the team spirit's not there now, judging by the full-time reaction. Stephen Quinn dancing, leading the line dancing. What a guy. Oh, he's doing the Irish jig. But um, it's just, yeah, like where's this energy from the team all of a sudden come from? Yes, winning breeds confidence and this, that and the other. But it just seems that it, it, it started to build. And then it's just gone, other than the Sutton game, it's gone absolute haywire. And it's just incredible to watch because at the start of the season, we were thinking, right, this is not a bad team. It's not a bad team. First two games, two wins. And even in the games that we've lost this season, it's not like we've played particularly badly in a lot of games. Yes, there's been a few games where we probably have played pretty awful. Probably Bradford at home springs, springs to mind. But then there's other games where we've lost and we shouldn't have done. And it's just... One thing after another, and then it's like when Nigel Clough came in last year. November's hit, and it's just like we've just turned the corner. And I know it's always like, oh, have Mansfield turned the corner? Did did we do it last season? Probably not. Obviously, we had a good run, and then things changed this season. It just keeps going on and on and on. Are we going to lose at some point in the future? Yes. But while we've got the confidence, go out, play, and... Could the Mansfield of two months ago pulled off that third goal? No, not at all. I don't think we'd have had the confidence to do that. It takes a team with real confidence to put one of them sort of passing moves to, to use and to actually get a goal from it. it. Unreal. Keep your comments coming in. Tim says, great performance. We could have scored five or six in the second half. Bring on the Borough. Uh, Stagchat says, a lot of these players have had stick over the weeks now and now they're proved that they're, they've now proved that they're wearing their shirts with pride. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the, the scenes at full time. That says it all. Uh, Ian says, someone said to me that on, on Matthew they said the third goal wouldn't have looked out of uh, place in Barcelona. Ga- uh, Greg says Bowery should should really start considering he's uh, himself uh, as a winger. Uh, he's best performance for us, and um, I've always come out wide. Yeah, we've said that a, a fair few times on the pod. Um, and Richard says Bowery and Rawson are the fans' scapegoats, so Bowery deserves any praise. Uh, praise. I feel uh, Oates's work rates. Uh, is infectious, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing we do need to mention, Nath, is the change of shape again. Stephen McLaughlin obviously injured it in the first half and had to go off. Reese Oates also pulled it. We thought that it would be Oates that was replaced, would be replaced, and we'd sort of stay as was. But in the end, McLaughlin going off proved a, be- a blessing in disguise to go back to that back three, which those players seem to really, really enjoy, and that's how we're playing our best football at the minute, going with that three at the back. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was more like a sort of a three-six-one formation and a. In a sense, wasn't it? But uh, it was it was very unexpected, especially I think the personnel. What we had to do, you know, we've we've lapsed to going out on the right, and and obviously Bowery going going left wing back. It's not what we uh, we anticipated at all, and you 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 wouldn't have thought it would would have turned out the way it did. But um, again, we sort of said this after 
after the last match, which over all that excitement, I can't remember who we played in the league. Who did we, who did we play last? In the league? Um, yeah, in the league. Sutton last in the league? No, we won a game after that. Oh, wasn't. Crawley, yeah. Crawley. That was it. Yeah. So we did it there, didn't we? We played with the, the three at the back there. And, um, and, we, and, and after that, we were saying about, you know, Nigel Clough, we've been sort of saying that he needs to be a bit braver and uh, and play play potentially be brave enough to put put in different formations and and maybe be more on the offensive uh, rather than just reacting to things and uh, you know granted for a lot of the season he's not had the personnel to do that so it's been a you know, his hands have been tied to a certain extent but you know now we've got players back we are being braver and making those changes where 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 we can and when we have to and uh, and we're getting results from it and I think that's you know one credit to the you know to to, to Clough for, for putting that in place, but obviously massive credit to the to the players to actually stepping up and confidently putting that uh, you know that those plays into into action. You know it, it was superb the way we reacted on 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 Saturday. So you know there's a lot lot of uh, credit that has to go to to all of them. Speaking of Nigel Clough, it's high time that we hear his reaction from Saturday's two three uh, two win over Doncaster Rovers. Uh, here he is speaking to me after the full time whistle for Mansfield one hundred three point two. Nigel, congratulations. You made it into the hat for round three on the back of what was one of the most thrilling cup ties I think I've witnessed for years as a Stags fan. Yeah, I think the second half especially. A bit frustrated with the first half. We were a little bit passive. Uh, conceded a goal that reflected that. Uh, where we didn't press well enough uh, altogether. Uh, but from the start of the second half, uh, getting the goal back so quickly. Could have gone on probably and scored four or five in the second half. Uh, so I thought it was, it was fully deserved today. Uh, no fluke over the course of the whole game. Uh, it's lovely to be in the hat. Let's deal with the housekeeping first. No Ollie Hawkins or Faz Rawson today. Uh, I believe you sort of lost them around lunchtime-ish. Faz Rawson was ill on Wednesday. A bit of food poisoning or something, we think. So he's been uh, not too good for the last two or three days. Ollie Hawkins felt rough Wednesday, came in, trained yesterday, uh, but then woke up this morning feeling rough again with this flu or whatever that's going around. Uh, so we, we changed it around a little bit, had to change the formation from what we had in mind yesterday. And then we even changed that after halfway through the first half as well. Uh, and then again at half-time when we lost Stephen McLaughlin. I think that was our eighth player unavailable today. Sometimes the FA Cup can give you blessings. It's never nice to lose a player, but actually losing Stephen McLaughlin at half-time did turn out to be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, because I think Jordan Barry came on in normal circumstances, maybe even in a league game when you're 1-0 behind. Uh, you might not play Jordan as a left wing-back and George Laps as a right wing-back. But uh, you got 45 minutes to get back in the cup, stay in the cup, and get in the hat. Uh, so you got to throw caution to the wind a little bit. Uh, but both of them in unusual positions equipped themselves excellently. I don't know what it was you said to them at half time, but it clearly worked. And you talk about perfect timings in football in front of over 3,000 Stags fans. What a time to score that equalising goal. Don't underestimate the significance of the fact that second half we were kicking into our supporters. Uh, it makes a huge difference. And you know, they used to talk about Liverpool, the cop, and you know, they got sucking the ball in and stuff like that. When you're playing in front of those supporters like that, it spurs you on and urges you on. I thought second half we found that extra yard of energy that maybe we lacked in the first half. At, at times, Doncaster just couldn't deal with how well you pressed. No, we pressed. But also, when we did win it back, I thought second half, we played some really good stuff, culminating in the, the third goal, which I think team-wise and movement, one and two touch, passing and moving, was probably as good as you'll see today. 
And of course, you conceded uh, late on a well-hit strike from uh, Tommy Rowe to make it a little bit tense going into the final. Which you must be pleased with, though, with how you, you boys rallied together to get over the finish line in the end. Yeah, tense than it should have been, really. Uh, but it was a, I thought it was a very well-worked free kick they took. Uh, finished with a shot in the bottom corner. And Nathan Bishop sank, touched the ball twice today and picked the ball out of the net twice. <laughs> so he's a little bit disappointed and dumbfounded as to how he's conceding goals. But I thought after that we saw it out pretty well. And the most important thing was that we were still a threat and we didn't sit back on the edge of our own box. Stephen Quinn's gone clear, uh, 1v1. And I thought we had two or three good situations to get the fourth goal. Let's talk a little bit about those Stags fans because the scenes at full time were absolutely incredible. The hairs on the back of my neck just stand up thinking about it. And you as a squad, together with them, what a picture. Yep, well everybody you saw when we scored the goal, everybody went, even the subs went down and celebrate when the third goal went in and the same after the game. Uh, it means a lot to everybody. And I think especially when we've had a year without supporters, uh, then it just reinforces how important they are. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, moving on, game on Tuesday night at home to, to Carlisle. Uh, Ollie Hawkins, we're missing from that one through suspension. What's the latest on Danny Johnson? He, of course, he's not involved again today. No, he won't be ready for Tuesday. Uh, probably another couple of weeks, something like that. Uh, I would think maybe after Forest Green, something around that sort of period. Hopefully for the Christmas period, we might have him back. Uh, but the problem is, if we've got no games to sort of get him back, he can train and everything. Uh, if we need to organise a friendly, we will do. Uh, but he's been out a good few weeks now, uh, so we'll make sure he's right before he comes back. Will that be a similar test to today? Obviously, Carlisle struggling like Doncaster Rovers are. Uh, I think it'll be harder because there'll be more expectation on us after today, especially to, to win and we're at home. Uh, and we'll, we're still miss, we'll still be missing five or six players. Steve McLaughlin will be a doubt uh, for Tuesday night. So we'll have a count up, but I hope the energy and the confidence that we've got from today will, will sort of carry over into Tuesday night. Don't know about you, but I was really hoping that Nigel Clough was going to say galvanisers at the end of that interview. Uh, Nigel Clough speaking to me there for Mansfield 103.2. Uh, as you heard him say there, Clive, you know, we were talking late on about tomorrow night's test because the games do come thick and fast. Carlisle are a very similar side uh, to Doncaster in terms of they've changed the managers, they're struggling at the wrong end of the table. We're all sort of hyped up after Saturday. I think that will make it a very, very tough test indeed for, for the Stags, both for the supporters in terms of expectation and managing that and the players who will have to really, really focus after an energetic and thrilling afternoon on Saturday. Yeah, there's always the risk of a come down after a high, high profile, uh, majestic game in the cup like that. And I think uh, that's the challenge for the management of the, of the team, of the club to get the players up again. And, uh, if, if we've got key players out, it gives us the opportunity for some of those more fringe players to get the teeth into the game as well. But Carlisle are becoming to win. You know, they need points. And, um, you know, they, they're not going to travel all this way and not give it everything they've got. But they'll bring a few fans with them as well, even on a mucky Tuesday night. So uh, I don't think this is a gimme. I think, uh, I mean, I forecast a win, but I'm, I, I'd, I'd settle for four points over the next two home games in reality. So. Can we t we talk about um, you know tough tests and talking about getting the players focused? I think cl what Clive says there is, is absolutely right. It's going to be a very very um, tough uh, evening. We've got to focus, and as much as the FA Cup and the run of the FA Cup is is, is you know one we're enjoying, it's it's the league really that we need to focus on because we're still fifteenth in the table. We've still got progress to make there before we can be truly happy. Um, with that, so uh, focus very much has to be on to getting a good result tomorrow night. Ironically, uh, Mansfield's uh, recent run, the only defeat in their recent run, came on a Tuesday night. 
Yeah, I think obviously we've got to be cautious because Carlisle are, are really fighting for their lives at the minute. Um, I think he's probably one at favourites to go down right now. They've just having real issues. I think one of their games got stopped recently because there was a protest against the the owners or the CEO or something. Um, but that, that's how badly things are going. So uh, as much as I think we need to be careful, I think we've got to go out with with confidence and and. We've been set. You always say like you, when you're on a good run, you want to go out and give someone an absolute hiding. And I think tomorrow night is a perfect example that we could do this if the players have taken on board how much Saturday meant to the fans. Hopefully, they took some of that confidence and that that energy that the the Stags fans showed them in the second half, and they're going to use that as motivation for for Tuesday night. Obviously, we relatively well backed at home anyway, even if it is a Tuesday night before Christmas, it should still be after the back of that, maybe just over 4,000, just under 4,500 Stags fans, hopefully. So winning breeds confidence because we're on such a good run at the minute, all by the Sutton game, I think more fans are going to start turning out for the games. And it it quite clearly does make a difference to this Mansfield team. We're a team that, that lives on confidence and it was the fans that's, uh, I'd say probably say really dug Mansfield out of a, um, the rut. They just looked so dejected, so so out of it. And then with just out of nowhere, they've just sprung to life. And I think that probably the fans have got a part to play in that. So to keep this run going, get yourself down to the mill tomorrow night, get that West Stand bouncing and, and let's hope the players can respond and, and go out and put a good performance in. How important is getting a good result tomorrow night, Nath? Um, I mean, we, we, we're going to, let's, let's say what I mentioned earlier, we are going to lose games throughout the season, but I think um, if we can just continue in the vein that we are at the moment, you know, the fact that we are going to be coming in with a, with a bounce on uh, from Saturday, I think the reason why tomorrow is quite important is just because of the league positions, the fact that uh, where Carlisle are, um, you know, if they, if they do do get a win over us, it actually closes that gap a little bit. And we've, we've got a bit of, we've managed to get ourselves a nice little bit of breathing space. We're, I think we're one point close to the playoffs and we are the relegation. But as, as, as quick as we've got up to sort of a nice sort of comfortable-ish position, uh, you can easily get dragged back back into it. But I, I think because of um, what we've managed to do recently, I think our confidence um, will carry us through a little bit, even, even though we have lost a few key players again, which is a bit of a concern. Uh, but I think that just carries it through again. And, and like we said, like Cam was saying there, if we get the crowds in a little bit more, obviously the club are doing a, a ticket offer at the moment where you buy two, get one free. So I'm not sure if you've got the details for that crate to, to say it you know, correctly because I don't know what, exactly what it is. But um, there is a I'll ticket offer out there. So, you know, hopefully um, that'll get a few, like I said, those guys who, you know, who don't normally go to all the matches who went to Doncaster, hopefully that's, Got him a bit of a bit of the bug at the minute, and um, that ticket offer might just be enough to entice them to come come down and and back the the club for you know at least for the for the next month and see if we can push ourselves further further up that league table because it was, it could be a a very big big month for us for where we can really push a lot further looking at the fixtures we've got. Uh, that is uh, three home games for the price of two. Um... The Christmas offer, by the way. Um, the club recognises that the festive period can be very expensive time for families. And the Christmas cracker 
wonder where they got that from, Cam. <laughs> uh, Ticket Deal offers a simple way to watch all three of the Stags' home fixtures in December and make a great saving. Next month, the Stags host Carlisle, Tuesday the 7th at 7.45. Cam Felton Salford City on Saturday the 11th at 3pm, followed Rude. by a Boxing Day clash with uh, Hartlepool. Supporters who purchase tickets for the Carlisle and Salford fixtures at the same time will receive a free ticket for the Hartlepool encounter on Boxing Day. The outstanding offer is applicable to all age categories, including the family ticket. So remember, you must buy the Carlisle and Salford fixtures at the same time. So if you're thinking of going along to tomorrow night's game and get yourself a ticket in the day, get yourself a ticket for the Salford game as well. Um, to, uh, uh, to although to if you are going free before Boxing Day, go on, Cam. If you, if you do want to go tonight, uh, tomorrow night, get your ticket before twelve o'clock tonight. So otherwise, you'll end up paying the two pound more for tomorrow night's uh, game. Yes, very clever. Who'd have thought that from a man who decided to join Chesterfield Women? Uh, moving on, uh, let's uh, talk. Uh, I'm only joking, Cam. Love you. We know, we know how Cam feels about you. Oh, he's gone now. He's done one. He's, he's, he's sulking. He's, he's sulking. gone to put his lipstick on. Yeah. <laughs> sulking. Oh, uh, funny, funny. Whilst Cam abuses in the chat, let's get some final bits of reaction because uh, I want to wrap this up uh, shortly um, from Saturday's game. And I also want to talk about this man because I think he's uh, he's obviously, for obvious reasons, with the goal scorers at the other end. Maybe gone under the radar a little bit, but I thought he's been immense. He's been decent since he's come in. And that man is Will Forrester, who scored his first Mansfield Town goal on Saturday in his first full FA Cup appearance. He spoke to me at full time. Well, that was an absolute epic FA Cup tie. What a way to make your introduction to the Emirates FA Cup too. Yeah, really enjoyed it. And uh, obviously it's my first start in the FA Cup and I'm glad to obviously score my first goal for the club and obviously my first one in the FA Cup. Hopefully there's many more to come. But uh, the fans made the day really today. I thought from start to finish they were excellent. Yeah. And, uh, they were like a 12th man for us today. Yeah, we'll come back onto them in a minute. Let's delve into the game because it must have been a difficult one for you. The gaffer said that you lost Ollie Hawkins about lunchtime, which meant you had to change the shape. How difficult is that as a young defender to sort of deal with that, considering you know the, the way that Doncaster are at the minute with the change of manager and that sort of thing? Yeah, look, Ollie's a, a massive player for us, obviously. And uh, obviously with Doncaster getting rid of the manager we knew that the, the first 10-15 minutes they were going to be right up for it so we had to deal with that and I thought we did it well see we, we we could have been a bit better in the first half but I still thought we performed well and uh, I think for me personally I've just got to deal with what comes in the game and do my best to stop it at source really and you're getting a run in the side now as well you must be really enjoying it after a bit of a layoff with injury yeah look, I've had a tough couple of months really from I did my ankle in the first game of pre-season and then I've had a long few months and obviously I had a setback which delayed my time coming to Mansfield and it's took me a long time to get an opportunity but now uh, the gaffers believed in me and gave me a chance and hopefully I can keep playing well and keep my shirt in the team. Not a bad way to introduce yourself to over 3,000 supporters. Come on, talk us through it. <laughs> yeah, like I said before, from start to finish, they were fantastic. And uh, obviously, when I scored my first goal, I got a bit, um, a bit carried away and ended up in the, in the stands with them, which gave me a yellow card, but it was all worth it in the end. But no, honestly, the, 
the support all season's been amazing and long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. And towards the end, you had to cling on a little bit, but what does it say about the team spirit that everybody came together, put bodies on the line to get through and put Mansfield Town into the hat for round three? Yeah, we just we just said in the changing room there, that's what we're all about, togetherness. And uh, you say we were hanging on, but I don't think, I still think we were in control of the game. Look, they scored the second goal, but I still thought we were in control and we saw the game out well. And uh, I thought we nullified all their chances, really. They obviously, they're going to have a few chances, but I thought every single person was excellent today and fully deserved the win. There's obviously one side that you want to avoid in round three, and that's your parent club, so you can play. Um, but who do you want? I said, like I said before, um, and anyone. Obviously, it'd be nice to get one of one of the big one of the big boys. But look, whoever we get, we'll go into the game full of confidence, and hopefully, we can progress through to the next round. That's Will Forrester speaking to uh, I follow uh, speaking to me earlier on uh, after the game uh, for uh, Mansfield 103.2. You can see more from him and from Nigel Clough uh, on I follow Stags. Clive, I'll come uh, back to you. Um, Will Forrester, great goal in front of the Stag support, but more importantly at the back, he's really starting to sort of get his feet in there now and uh, proving what a what a, a good signing he could prove to be. Yes, he's slotted in nicely. I think um, you know we've we've now gone we've now got a situation where we can take our attention away from the the, the defenses the defensive lineup of the club, and that's a that's a relief after all the struggles we've had there. Um, but he's worked well. He's, he's working hard. He's, he's working alongside his comrades pretty good. I think the fact that he got so far in advance as well is a testament to the way the game's been played in the, in the cup game on Saturday. So. I'm pleased for him that he got a goal. I think he'd, he'd had a good game regardless of that anyway. I did have a question come through, Nath, from Jim, who can't watch thanks he's at work. He says, uh, listening to Will Forrester's interviews after the Doncaster game, he was saying he loves being with us. Thank Nigel Clough for showing faith in him and hopes uh, his goal was the first of many. Do we think he's signing permanently and is uh, he what we need? I, I think he's decent and versatile. We've seen him in a couple of times in sitting in a midfield role. Young player with uh, a little bit of uh, experience. I'd be pleased to see him as uh, in there to, to use as and when um, needed. And the more he gets a run in the game, the more he will, of course, uh, improve. I wouldn't be too disappointed to see his lo- to, to sort of see him uh, extending. I believe I'm right in thinking that his was only uh, alone until January. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out, uh, was it Naughty, which was a full season? And he yeah, Naughty was full so. season, he was January, yeah, as is O'Toole yeah. as well. Yeah, so at the moment, O'Toole and, and Forrester, both for me, I'd, I'd want to see extended. Uh, you know, Forrester, we, we've only seen a couple of games so far, but what we have seen, um, you know, has, has, has been good. So we can only judge him on, on what we've seen. It, you know, it's still to be seen whether he, he can do it on a consistent basis, but, um, you know, so far, so, so, far, so good. Uh, but the most important thing is obviously remember he is a young lad who's come into the team, but he's he's hit the ground running, um, and especially I think now after getting that goal on on Saturday and, and, and what a celebration! I, I loved your commentary for it as well. Like just really, uh, for, I, I know so I think I seen somebody else post it on on social media as well. But it really painted a picture, a great picture of uh, you know the whole sort of uh, chaos that unfolded. And, it was uh, chaos. I don't know how Nigel Clough would have felt about the yellow card. We were so long left to play, to be fair, <laughs> but uh, I don't think uh, Will would have minded at all. But um, I didn't, that, Honestly, that, I didn't know until the, about the yellow card until Forrester himself told me after the game. I didn't no. see it. I was, I was so buzzing. 
It, well, you couldn't see anything through the bloody yellow flares anyway, but I was so no. buzzing that we equalised. It, it was, was exciting. I had an eye follow on at that point, um, and I know uh, Dean Traitor. spotted a yellow card at Traitor. some point. <laughs> Only because they can't get get it on digital. No, I know. I'm only jesting. Anyway, uh, Dean spotted it, but nobody knew what it was for. It wasn't on any. It wasn't on Sky Sports, BBC, none of the stats. Um, so it, it was confirmed at the end of the game by Will, like it was to you as well. So uh, I knew there was one in there somewhere. But I mean, that's just what you want to see, though, isn't it? Passion from the players. You know, you said about Quinn at the end of the season, end of the match. Uh, you know, dancing and whatnot. But even during the match, to see players celebrate like that, um, you know. It's what you love to see players do for for your club. So, you know, hopefully, like I say, it, it can have another successful few weeks with us. If we can extend that contract to the end of the season, then then perfect. And then, who knows? Uh, you know, if he carries on a good season, then it could be one that we sign. It could be one for the future. A bit like uh, you know, when, when Ryan Sweeney joined us, he was it's a similar sort of age bracket, similar sort mm. of player. Um, you know, he could could follow in the footsteps of him a little bit. Same team around a bit longer. Yeah. yeah, same team exactly. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well spotted, Cam. Great memory there. I, I meant that as well. I, I, yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, Cam, actually doing something useful on the, uh, on the podcast. Oh, hush, and, hush. And, and, and do you know, do you know what? That worries me tremendously. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, let's, I've remem- uh, sorry, I've just remembered oh, something. Um, oh, God, it's going to ruin it. Your oh, sound no. clip. Sorry, you might need the bell for this one. Uh, I was in my lecture earlier and my lecturer used galvanised and toxicity all within about five minutes of each other. I, 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 like I, your I liked the word from Will as well. He said nullified. That's that's what I can go into. Nullified. It. Yes, nullified. I will get. I will, I will try. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are running rapidly out of time tonight. Of course, we'll talk more about players that we want to keep and things as we head more and more uh, towards the January transfer window as we reflect on Tuesday night's game, tomorrow night's game at home to Carlisle later on uh, in the week. But before we do, a little bit of housekeeping in terms of Mansfield Matters uh, features. Um, and that is, of course, to talk about two things. One, the 12 mugs of Mugsmus. What a name. What a game. And, of course, podcast... Mugs. And, of course, podcast predictions, where, Nathan, I'm delighted to tell you that this week is Triple Point Tuesday. See what it's I did a week there? late, but all right then. Brilliant. Look, it's still there. But am I going to make you stick with your original predictions? No, I'm no. not because I've yes. lost. I've lost what I've done with them. Um, so uh, we are going to do podcast predictions again. Clive looks utterly disgusted at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's had you, a chaotic you day. You young people are rubbish, honestly. Look, I'm a busy man, right? And uh, do you know it will probably be in that room under a load of crap, right? But I can't be bothered to go and walk out and find the piece of paper because that means I have to leave Cam in charge of hosting this podcast while I find it and. Nobody needs that because that would, nil, that, that would make this podcast socking. That's socking. Right, go on then, Clive. You can go first. Two nil, Lapsley Oats. Win two nil. Uh, uh, George Lapsley, Reese Oats. Uh, this is against Carlisle. Uh, go on then, Cam. You can go next. Three uh, nil. Uh, Stags win, obviously. Uh, Quinn, Hewitt, and Bowery. Ooh, okay. Uh, Nathan Edge, because I did actually forget you last time. I remember that. Yeah, well, so you remember... got to me in the end because I had a hissy fit, didn't I? Yeah, you um, did. I'm going to go for 3 0 again. Um, 3 3 0. And I'm trying to remember who I put to score now. I know one was Lapsley's one. Um, Reese Oates. And who was my other player? Can't remember. So I'm just going to pluck another one out of the, out of the mix. And I'm going to go for. Jordan Barry, because I think he's going to have to play. 
Jordan Bowery. I think he probably will play. I think he might, he might even start at uh, left fullback. I am going to go for... Do I want to back us to get a clean sheet? Yeah, I'm going to go... I think I went with the same as Nathan last time. I'm going to go with a 3-0 win. Um, George Lapsley to pop up with a goal. Um, I think... Be touching go whether Reese Oates plays to be honest. You know, I don't know whether he'll, he'll be fit enough because he did go off with a bit of an injury. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. I'm, I'm going to go with Jordan Bowery. And you know what? He's got a little bit of a stick in uh, the last few weeks, uh, a little bit from the gaffer actually because of, of missing the chance against Crawley. I think Tyree Sinclair might surprise us and pop up with a, a rear goal. So I'm going to go with that. Good shout. Uh, if you want to play along, the link is in the description. Every single point you uh, secure tomorrow night will be trebled in the overall scores because it's triple point Tuesday. It's almost like I did it for a reason. So there you go. Uh, make sure you get involved with that final bit of feature on the uh, the old podcast uh, over the next 12 days or so is the 12 uh, mugs of mugsmas this was the anagram for day one it was echoing gull um all you've got to do is unscramble the anagram um and uh, get involved with that i will actually read the official bump which i wrote down so i don't forget it um it, in fact you know what i'm not going to read the, the official bump for that. i'm going to play the where's it gone oh no i've lost it that's that is so annoying <laughs> what have i done Clive. What do you mean there's a ble- Where's the- What do you mean there's a blessing? It's a great <laughs> clip. I've worked it out. It's Sandy Pate. No, I've got it. I've got it. It's it's all it's all good. Here's me of the past. It's the season of goodwill, and here at Mansfield Matters HQ, we're going to be giving away a maximum of twelve mugs. All right, less of a festive tie-in and more of me needing space in my car boot. Anyway, starting on Saturday, we'll be posting an anagram of a former player or manager on our social media pages, and all you have to do is work out who it is. We'll keep note of who's entered and put those names into a mug, and then draw out 12 people who will each win, yes, you guessed it, a mug! As ever, there's a few rules. You can enter all 12 days and give yourself 12 chances to win, but... You can only enter each day once. The first answer you give on a post, we will take that one. You can enter in the following ways. You can comment on each daily post. However, you do run the risk of giving others the correct answer. But hey-ho, it's only a bit of fun. You can send us a direct message on that particular day with the correct answer. Or keep note of all the anagrams and use the Google form link, which we'll make live on day 12 to send us all of your answers. It couldn't be more simple, although I know that you, Nathan, Cam, Clive, and the rest of you guys will find a loophole that I've not thought of and try and exploit it. Enjoy and shammy stirrers from us all at Flame Sin Set Tram. That's Merry Christmas from us all at Mansfield Matters. Mugs. Mugs. There you go. So there's me in the, the past explaining the feature. Nice and easy. We've had three so far. The first one was this one, Echoing Gull. Um, the second one was this one, Violent Pink, uh, Violent Pink King. And the third one, today's one, was Bonniest Hunch. So you know how to get involved. We'll post a new one every single day on our um, Facebook and Twitter pages. You can either get involved on the day via commenting, send us a message, or write them all down and get involved on the last day of the feature. It's as good as that. Clive, how many of the three have you got so far? All of them. Cam? I, I've not got any of them because I've not really been paying attention, but apparently my missus has got all three. Right. 
Let's substitute you out for your missus because you are absolute. You are absolutely shocking. That's shocking. Speaking of that clip, has anyone seen that? I found another one. Yes, I haven't. Had, we've already established this. I've not had time to edit it. So if you, if you wouldn't mm. mind shutting up, we can move on. Uh, Nathan, uh, have you got any of the three so far? I've got uh, I've got one so far. I'd, I'd miss the other one, so I'm, I have to have a look at them. But I've got one. Okay, I'll recap just for Nathan Edge's benefit. Day one, echoing gull. Day two, violent pink king, and day three, bonniest hunch. So make sure you uh, you check that out. Uh, that's all we've got time for. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Clive, uh, Cam, Nathan as well. Thanks very much for your company. We will see you again uh, later on in the week as, of course, the Stags. Um, take on Carlisle United at the One Call Stadium uh, tomorrow night. Also, as well, just to finish off as well, uh, that's from all of us here at Mansfield Matters, we'd like to send our very best wishes uh, to uh, owner uh, Carolyn Radford, who is uh, undergoing some surgery and an operation at the minute. Get well soon, Carolyn, from us all at Mansfield Matters. And when you land back in the UK, we'll send you one of these because everybody needs a brew to recover and everybody needs a decent mug um, to do it in. So thanks very much uh, for joining us and all the very, very best uh, of wishes um, to you. That is there all we've got time for on the Mansfield Matters podcast tonight. As always, it's been a pleasure to have you alongside us. Middlesbrough await in the FA Cup third round, but that doesn't take place until January. Now the focus turns Back to Skybet League 2, where tomorrow night Mansfield Town will take on Carlisle United at Wonkor Stadium. 7.45 kickoff. If you can't be there, make sure you join me for updates on Mansfield 103.2, where Lee Wilson will be alongside me yet again to describe the action and bring it to life. We'll also be back later in the week as the Stags look to... Uh, Keep the winning run going and put more points on the board. Have a fantastic remainder of the week. Join in with podcast predictions. Join in with the 12 mugs of Mugmas. Until then, stay safe, wrap up warm, and keep following the journey. On the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. It's Sturk for Mansfield defending well. Brilliant ball out from the edge of his own box to try and find Reese Oates on the left hand side. And Oates has won it. Inside it goes for Quinn, but Doncaster got the ball all the way back to Jones inside uh, the uh, the Doncaster box. But it's skewed up in towards the air, and Sturk brings it down with his chest. Heavy touch. Doncaster come away, but a good challenge from Lapsley allows Clark to sweep it right for Maris. Back inside for Ollie Clark. Here's Quinn. Back wide he goes. Low ball. Oh, man. That is an excellent team goal. goal. It's a great ball in towards the middle. And George Lapsley fires beyond the static Lewis Jones in front of the Stags 3. And it's a mass exodus from the Doncaster Rovers fans as it's Doncaster Rovers 1, Mansfield Town 3. I'll tell you this now. If Manchester City had scored that goal, they'd be raving about it tonight on Match of the Day. What a goal. One touch football, in behind, down the sides, absolutely tremendous. Away days are great, but there's nothing 
quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.